Hey, students, you are listening to Answers to Gospel Questions, and it's Friday. It's so great that it's Friday. And Brother Wing's here. Man, could this day get any better? Brother Wing, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Hey, you got little kids. Um, you're little, but your home is like the celestial kingdom, really. I mean, your kids, when you get home from work, do you just find your kids like sharing their testimonies with each other and and <laughs> reciting scriptures in Hebrew and stuff? Is that is that what your home is That's like? That's not exactly accurate of the description that I see. My wife, if she's listening to this podcast, be cracking up at your description. <laughs> That's how I envision the wing home. <laughs> On, on a chance that there might be some um, consternation or disgruntlement among your children, uh, like maybe a, maybe an altercation of some sort between uh, between two. Have you ever have you ever employed employed the tactic of of uh, telling one of your kids to to tell the other kid that they're sorry? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Say you're sorry. Give them hugs. <laughs> yeah. 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 And. And that's an interesting parenting technique. Uh, I think. I, I think. I think it's okay. I think it's an okay parenting technique because it teaches the practice. But there seems to be something lacking in that. Uh, in that practice, what 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 is oftentimes have you noticed lacking in those? Let's say uh, Dylan steals Marin's uh, crayons, and then Marin punches Dylan in the nose. Um, <laughs> so what? <laughs> You're like, say you're sorry. What, what, uh, what's lacking sometimes behind that uh, apology? Yeah, that lack of uh, sincerity and some of these forced hugs—they're <laughs> so <laughs> frankly funny to watch them as they know that they have to do it but don't want to. But yeah, there's no sincerity. It's not heartfelt. Right, right. And that's a that's a big part of repentance. Actually, that reminded me of another story from church history. This is a good one. You'll like this one. Maybe you've heard it before, but. There was a past president of the United States, Zachary Taylor, who was no friend of the Latter-day Saints. He, was, he wasn't a good guy towards us. And Brigham Young did not like him. Uh, this was at the time where the government was kind of infiltrating uh, Utah and and keeping an eye on, on everything that the church was doing. Well, anyway, uh, Brigham Young got up in general conference and he announced that Zachary Taylor had just died. He said... He said, President Zachary Taylor has died and gone to hell. And then he went on with and then got went on with his talk, right? That'd be fun if they still talked like that in general conference. But um in between sessions, one of the government officials came up and said, Hey, you need to respect the office of presidency and you need to apologize for what you said. So he said, So Brigham Young said, Okay. So in the second session, Brigham Young gets up and he says, I need uh, to clarify some remarks that I made earlier about President Zachary Taylor. Pre President Zachary Taylor did indeed uh, die uh, and is gone to hell, and I am sorry. <laughs> and so uh, there's a sincerity that comes with, uh, with repenting that seems to be a key part, more than just the action of, of saying you're sorry. But there needs to be what is what Paul refers to as godly sorrow. Brother Wing, would you talk to us a little bit about what Paul teaches us concerning this, this trait of godly sorrow and how it helps us to repent? Yeah, and Paul is consistent with that. What he always seems to do with all of his letters and all of his preaching, he wants 
good effect. Like he wants to see results in people's lives. He wants them to draw closer to Jesus Christ. And that's what he's after. And he had apparently written a letter um, before, which we refer to kind of like this, this letter of tears. It was a rebuke of some kind. And, and he, he felt bad that it upset them, but he did not feel bad. And was and actually rejoiced in their response to this that they actually repented with what he refers to as godly sorrow, uh, or sorrow after a godly manner. Um, he says in verse nine, um, and he mentions that godly sorrow in verse ten worketh repentance. That's what he wants. That's he wants to see them change. He wants them to see them turn to the Lord, and his rebuke had helped them to not just like try to outwardly go through some motions of some actions, which is not what he's really after, but he wants them to truly be converted and healed and changed. This is what godly sorrow does. And so the godly sorrow is the kind of sorrow where we recognize there's a relationship here between me and the Lord. Yeah. Um, And I think that's the best way that it's defined. And so then we actually change because we just want to have that relationship restored or healed or um, receive more of the benefits of that relationship. That's what we're, that's why we're doing what we're doing. When we talk about repentance, it's for those reasons. Other reasons uh, sometimes could support that, but oftentimes interfere with this relationship. If we're just only going through some motion because of some worldly consequence that's come upon us. And that's the only reason that we're seeking change or so-called repentance. Um, it doesn't really lead to the same things. In fact, God, uh, Paul says, the sorrow of the world worketh death. Like this is this could be leading us in the opposite direction if we're only doing it for temporary worldly benefit. But if we're seeking a relationship with the Lord, now that's the kind of repentance that blesses us and leads to joy. Right. So how does that, how does that happen? Like if we are, um, I, I know that that godly sorrow is necessary and that's what we want. So what if somebody's listening to the podcast saying like, uh, am I feeling the right way about what I've done? Am I like, how do I, how do I get to the point where I am supposed to be feeling the way I'm supposed to be feeling about this repentance process? What advice would you give them? Yeah, that's that's where I think we go back to Wednesday's podcast um, with chapter three, and really mm-hmm. this whole book of Second Corinthians is going to help us. But um, because the more we go to the Word of God, we're going to start to get this feel for this connection with Him. And like you mentioned with Joseph Smith's quote, that the more we act, you know, understand. God and, and his character. We're the more we're yeah. going to understand ourselves. Now we're going to start to see things more clearly and right. we're going to start to feel the the motivation to change what what needs to be changed and and have this drive to do it. And so steady steadily the Lord's going to lead us along. Um I want to I'll go back and mention a couple of verses in answer to that question. You know, look at at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18. Um he says while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Like we get this perspective of the spiritual realm and like chapter five, verse seven says, you know, we walk by faith, not by sight. 
that through scripture study, we get this faith in Christ that we really can change. And so we're not just trying to like cover over guilt or run away from guilt or uh, talk ourselves out of guilt. You know, instead we just turn and face it with the Lord's power and, and not to sound violent here, but we kill the guilt, you know, like we, mm-hmm. yeah. like because of Christ's power can eliminate that and, and provide us with the innocence and the cleansing that we, that we seek. We no longer have to kind of run from it. We can just turn and face this with the Lord's power uh, humbly, of course, because that's how we're going to receive um, his help. Um, but we can plant that word in our hearts, let yeah. it grow and, and overcome these challenges so that we're not, we're not alone in this. And we recognize that the Lord is with us and we don't, but we don't get that realization that we're not alone until we go to his word. Yeah. It seems like it's, that his word found in the scriptures and the words of prophets are are going to be an essential tool for us to use as we strive to repent. Um, I don't know how we could do it without that, without uh, totally engaging in the word of God. And so as as students, as you are seeking to, to repent and to change, dive into the scriptures, uh, get in there. And, and that's, it's like that broccoli that Brother Wing was talking about. Somehow it just, it does its trick, right? And it will get you in the spot where you need to be where repentance, true repentance can take place. Not just the stopping of an action, but the changing of a heart. All right, students, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Answers to Gospel Questions. Until next time, everybody, we love your guts. Stay righteous. Stay righteous.